Hey, Catholic Divas, Mama Vicki and I are going to be talking about releasing and supporting our adult children. Mama Vicki reminds us that that is our ultimate goal as mothers is to release our children and let them live their lives. But sometimes that's difficult. So come on into the podcast and let's have a conversation. Hey, this is Mama Jane. And this is Mama Vicki. Welcome to the Cycles and Sanctity Podcast. I'm a Billings Ovulation Method Instructor and a Certified Catholic Mindset Coach. And I'm a Labor and Delivery Nurse, an IBCLC, and a La Leche League Leader. We're here to share with you the beauty and the pain of your cycles. Have you considered honoring your cycle throughout the journey of your womanhood? Have you ever considered your cycle as a tool towards your holiness? Well, sisters, it is. We're excited to walk this journey with you. So go grab your favorite journal and pen and your hot beverage, and let's do this. Hey, Catholic Divas, I'm so glad you're back to join us for our little series here on the wintertime of motherhood. Last time we talked about this is a season of where we have to revisit who am I and where does my support come from? And that's in the journey of time where our children are released. We release them to the world. and. What does it look like? How does our relationship change? How do we support them? I remember as a young mother reading in the mother's manual or, or somewhere around that, that our job as a mother is to raise our children to love the Lord and to walk their own ways. And so ultimately, from the beginning of the journey, our goal is to release our children. But how do we do that with grace and dignity and still hold on to honor the part that we played, but allow them to be the people they're meant to be. Yeah. Come on in. I'm excited about this. Yeah, this is going to be great, Vicki. I'm really excited about this too, especially because you and I have an, a number of children. So it's not just like one and done of it. My little joke is that I had to have a lot of kids because I just had to get it right. <laughs> and I always I tell my oldest one, you were the experiment. You were the practice child. I know. Those poor yeah. oldest kids. I am an oldest kid, so <laughs> that resonates with me. But I've been able to come to, to see the blessings now. It took a minute. You know, I have a wonder question for you. Let's start about that because I'm the youngest. What are your memories of you being released? Of course, we have these horror stories, right? Being in the military. <laughs> and, and... Uh, they hold on. That's a big... <laughs> And open. <laughs> but did you, do you remember, was there a shift in the relationship? To be, to be honest, that, that's a tough one for me because it was almost like another move. I had lived overseas and I'd moved back to the United States and that was it. It was like a non-transition, unfortunately, for all of us. And it has taken years to repair that. So mm -hmm. I saw that release come later. And I also got married and had kids very young. So I was not on my own for very long. Yeah. But I can see the difference. You know, you always tease if you talk to any family with an older and a younger, whether it's two or 12, they always think the younger one has it easiest. They do because you're exactly right. You've never been a mother before with your first child. So you do the best you can. But by the next whatever number, you don't have to get so freaked out. You don't have to mark your breastfeeding time from 222 to 237. You don't have to be, hey, okay, so they slipped and fell. You're not, you haven't traumatize them for their life. Right. It takes some learning. So although they do get some leniency, my youngest always complains all the time, like she's growing up, quote, alone. She doesn't mm -hmm. have, her siblings could be, some of them could be her parents. Right. So, you know, there's give and take and all of it. And you definitely yeah. experienced that. Yeah. Your yeah. age gap and, and, and your yeah, siblings. It's, exactly. And and for me personally, I, I had a very similar experience as far as that releasing 
of the difficulty releasing is, again, my dad was also overseas and I got released really early because they made a choice because we lived in a third world country and because of education, because of the political situation, whatever, my parents chose to send my brother and I away to boarding school when I was in eighth grade. And I've talked about that. Mm -hmm. So by the time I got to college, I remember I had to fly back home. I'd left all my stuff with one of my day friends from my last boarding school. And she drove me up to the college and I unpacked. And I remember the feeling of extreme loneliness when my roommate's mother came in and she unpacked her, she made her bed. And then there was some sort of orientation and she was like, who's here with you? And then all of a sudden I realized, oh my goodness, I'm by myself. And that's when it really hit me. But before then, I'd done this a number of times. Like you said, this was just another move. Right. Um, and I don't know, we talked a little bit last time about our oldest children, and especially when you have many children or at least a wide age gap. That's both mm -hmm. you and I. We, My oldest was 18 when I had my youngest. Your, your oldest was 17 when you had your youngest. So that first one, maybe not be as a traumatic release, perhaps. Mm -hmm. I know for myself, the situation, my oldest chose to move out with her girlfriends at 18 and live on their own, but she was still within the city. Mm -hmm. But then the second one went to college 10 hours away. And I remember being adamant, no, we are flying him home for Thanksgiving because I haven't seen this child. And the cost of a flight for Thanksgiving, the time that he actually had, and I was just like, no, I, I don't care. And my poor husband was like, okay, get out of the way. And of course, that was also, you know, the other kids, like the oldest one was like, you never did that for me. I'm like, but you're always mm -hmm. here, right? Yeah. There's a couple different quotes I have from my grandnancy, my dad's mom. Mm -hmm. One of the things that stuck with me, she told me, even as her children were grown, she said, when you have many children, you have to tend to the one that needs you the most of the time. So that's just something that kind of, and another thing, our good friend, Jen Danner Delacrosse. Yes. I remember I met her when she was a single soldier and I had the seven kids and I remember her saying DJ was probably, I was like, oh, when DJ goes away, he's going to miss this. And she looked at me, she's the oldest of seven. And he, she said, no, he isn't. He's going to go to college and be like, this is the best situation I've ever been in. I only have one roommate. And it was just such a, like a shock moment to me. Are you kidding? And leave this bliss? <laughs> And I guarantee DJ has a very different story. He popped smoke and went to Virginia Tech. Mm -hmm. yeah. Couldn't really get farther away. I guess right. he could have gone to, I was going to joke and say he could have gone to either Alaska or Hawaii, but then his first duty station was Alaska. Alaska right? So, yeah. I've seen many women because again, their identity has been their mother, their children. Mm -hmm. They've been very involved in supporting them, which is always a good thing. I'm always telling any kind of organization, nonprofit organization that has anything to do with children, like you have to have the parents to buy in. Otherwise, they're not going to get up at five o'clock in the morning and take them to band or have mm -hmm. them stay for the weekend when they have a three-day weekend and stay because the youth group is having a retreat. Like you have to have the parents bought in of mm -hmm. the mission of whatever it is, whatever the extracurricular activity it is. And yet when that is, it's always bittersweet graduation and just that moving out. Or sometimes that's the other aspect of it is that the enemy loves for us to compare. We look around 
because we try to get our accolades or our affirmation or our, yes, you're doing it right based mm-hmm. on everyone else. Yeah. Our the enemy definitely wants us to compare. I mean, they want us to say, oh, look at that mom. Honestly, I homeschooled my kids for one year. This girl was not meant for that. That God, that was not my calling. But looking back, I did it because I felt I had to prove something. Oh, I had these six kids, but I wasn't homeschooling. I was letting them be victims to the public school system. Just thought, like you say, that's a thought, but I didn't have the tools back in to say, that's just a thought. That's not a real thing. That's not a fact. And this is an emotion that's playing off that thought. Right. So the sooner women can learn that, wow. Uh, Yeah. And just just because you spend too much time comparing yourselves. There's a commercial, it's older, but basically it had all the different quote types of mothers and they're squaring off at this park scene. And then a baby stroller rolls a runaway baby stroller towards the pond and they all drop what they're doing and go for the baby stroller. That's what we have to remember in womanhood. Like we may come at it a little bit differently, but we're here to, we're, we all have the same end goal. We want our children. We do want to, them to be grown and flown and we want them to have, if we're lucky enough, they have their own walk with God. And that's a whole topic. We could do a whole other podcast on your children and their journey with the Lord because you can't control that. And many of right. our children are going to step away for a minute. Mm-hmm. They've got to find their own selves. If we look at ourselves, there's probably a moment in all of our lives that we at least said, is this real or whatever? You have that question and you have to give your children space for that question. But it can feel panicky. It can You, be, you know, yes. because because of the thought of my children not going to heaven, that, that's the worst thought ever in the world. But it's not, it is not our journey. It's theirs. And and, it, and it's interesting you say that because just actually even this morning when I, during my journaling, I had a, I was going through some stuff and I was taking it to the Lord. And he reminded me of this quote from St. Therese uh, Lazier, who I just love. I'm just such a yes, devotee. I, I just love her. And she had such confidence. She says, I'm confident in God's promises, not in my own faults and weaknesses. Mm, and I was perfect. thankful that St. Therese came and reminded me of that, that you no, know, I have to lay my confidence in what God says, which is one of the reasons why we have this is a tool, like our womanhood is our tool to grow in our closeness to the Lord. And mm-hmm. he has promised us and he has promised us in Jeremiah 29, 11. I know the plans that I have for you for good and not for evil, for your welfare and not for your woe. And even if a child may be rebellious, because trust me, this is the hard part about motherhood. I think they make their choices, right? And Mm -hmm. we can guide them. And yet when they're old enough, they have to make the choice. And I remember when we first, one of the reasons why we talked about our MOOC group, and I remember one of the reasons why we got together was one of the moms said to us, I'm just so fearful because the decisions that they make now could completely ruin their lives and they have no idea. And we talked about DWIs, we talked about partying, going to parties and drinking too much, talked about just Things that they don't Yes, promiscuity. We can have that fear because we can understand the consequences that they potentially have or could go down that road. And yet that is part of that struggle of releasing them and allowing them to make their own mistakes. 
And I, absolutely. I think that's a perfect caveat. It's a touching on the how do you support your grown children or your growing grown children? Because 18 in America, we say 18 is grown, but in, it's not grown. No. My husband's sister told me one time that as an adult, you're not really an adult till at least your 40s, if not 50s. Right. Think about That's it. True. We, we talk about raising our oldest kid and we have 17, 18 years between our oldest and youngest. We got to practice our vocation, our profession for 17, 18 years before we had, I mean, hopefully we learned a little something, something along the way. Right. And so the same thing as an adult, like a young adult doesn't have, they're brand new at this. They just got the bike out. They've, yeah. they've never ridden it. It's so interesting you say that because we had our oldest daughter over for, they came over for Thanksgiving and I went and saw my other son on the East Coast, um, who's 23. But at Christmas time, and she's in her 30s, she's been in her profession, she's well established, and she was actually talking about life insurance and things like that. And it was just such an interesting conversation to listen to her. These are like big people conversation. Mm -hmm. What? And then with the other one, the one out on the East Coast, he's doing his thing and he's supporting himself. And he has his own questions, but he's still only 23. Mm -hmm. Scientifically, neurologically, our brains aren't fully developed until they're about 25. And so right. part of that is the capacity, the part of the brain that needs to be fully developed is the part of the brain that helps make right decisions and moral mm -hmm. decisions. And yes, those time from 18 to 25, sometimes they just make stupid mistakes. Yeah, we have absolutely. And we have to live with them and support. Another them. really good quote I heard was home should be the place you can fall. Yeah. So I, I feel like a lot of time we have to be very careful in where our fears or where like, oh my gosh, I, I tease, not tease. I'm like, guys, I wrote the book of how not to do it. Why? Why don't you read this book? And because they can't, they right. have to walk their own journey. My 19 year old, she's going through it, trying to figure out which direction she wants to go. But instead of grueling her and interrogating her, because young kids get that all the time. Think about it. When you run into a young kid, oh, what are you doing for your life? What's your next steps? That's the only thing anybody ever asks them. Not, right. hey, how are you today? Or do you like the new hamburger down at the diner? We don't ask them questions like that. And so right. at home, that should be where they're like, hey, if you don't want to talk about this right now, you just want to come home and be. Yeah. Then, then let's do that. And it yeah. just. But it, it takes a little time to learn that because I know with my oldest one, I wanted to interject and be like, you should do this and you should do that. And he was like, hey, mom, I'm doing just fine out here on whatever coast he was on. I love you. Right. Yeah. And I remember when my husband was getting to be promoted to captain and I was there and both his parents and my parents were there and all weekend long, Papa was giving us this advice of like, no, you should do this and da, 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 and da, 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 da. And my husband was an armor officer and my dad was special forces, ranger, oorah. And I just remember it was so funny. We went to the armor museum and all of a sudden my husband's whole countenance lit up and he was going through all this stories of history. And my dad was so silent. And afterwards, my mother-in-law said to me, wow, your dad was pretty quiet. I go, well, yeah, he didn't know what he was talking about. He didn't know what he was talking mm -hmm. about because he's running a different path. And that's, I think that's one of those aspects of we, we, part of that releasing is the ability to allow them to mm -hmm. do the walk the way they need to walk. And I, I remember having a conversation with someone my age thinking like, we were just trained that you go to high school and then you go to college. You didn't even have a choice of doing mm -hmm. something different. And now 
there's so many young people taking a gap year or doing other things. And I think this is my own perspective now looking back, right? Is that's a good and holy thing of allowing them to really come into their own and understanding who they are and really who God has created them to be so that they can become fulfilling in their vocation, in their workspace. Because how many of us get to a, I remember that's how I was when I was in the army. I was like, wait, that's not what I thought I was going to do. Or Mm -hmm. I have a friend who's a nurse and she's like, I don't really like being on the floor. I want to go back to, I like learning about being a nurse. I don't really want to be a nurse. But there's so many young people, like you said, what are you going to do? And that is one of those questions or even that whole dilemma of, oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And I continually remind the young people that come into my life, whether it's my own children or their friends or whoever, is the Lord promises that his word is a light upon my feet, not the whole chapter, just at this next right step. And that's what I always just take the next right step. And even even in our age, that is a really good philosophy, no matter what stage in life you're at. And sometimes that next right step is choosing to close your mouth and use your two ears to listen to your adult children, their pains, their hopes, their dreams, whether their values, whether they're they're the same as yours or not, and really giving that support to them. And that is hard. Right. Well, think about it. Most of us don't like to be told what to do. Right. We, we don't want to hear, even if you go to somebody, like you go to a mentor type person and you say, hey, this is what I'm thinking. There's a very fine line between mentorship and being told what to do. So you're right. A lot of the relationship with your grown children is a lot less talking, a lot more listening. Mm-hmm. Because again, back to, I've said this time and time again, we all want to be heard. They want right. to be heard. And it's easy to get lost in the shuffle of young people. And um, the other thing I really want to go back to what you said was so profound is that being able to create that home where they know no matter what the situation is, no matter how bad they messed up, the prodigal son, right? I mm-hmm. need to go back to my father. And the father was looking from afar and ran to the son. So no mm-hmm. matter the relationship, because I have many friends and I'm sure you also have many friends and experiences as well, is that when they leave, there is maybe rebellious time where they're mad at you. They don't want to listen to you. They cut off contact with you or whatever the situation is. And helping them remember or creating that space within yourself to remind you that your home is always going to be a place where they are welcome, no matter the consequence of their decisions they made Uh or whatever. No, you are loved in this space. And that is really a really important aspect for any of us, right? For all of us, exactly. That's a bottom tier of of the math of being able to, yes, being Mavlovs. able to move, move, right? Triangle it, it, to be able to move forward. You have to feel safe. In so much of our life, we have to feel safe. And again, that the devil's the one over here saying, comparing you and telling you're not safe, and mm-hmm. you know that you're not worthy. Right. None of us are, but God loves us anyway. Right. It takes a hot minute to really understand that because humans, we're not forgiving and we want our vengeance and we want retaliation. We want want justice so that we, when we see injustice, then that's what angers us. And we think we know what justice is. We have no comprehension of justice when, unless you look at the cross. 
back to releasing our children. I remember one time it was, I believe we were all at Beach Mountain um, for my mom's celebration. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was myself and you and David. What I remember is my younger brother. And I just remember we all three kind of had these traumatics, probably a big word, but we did not have a good college send off experience. Mm-hmm. Like you said, I mean, when I left my home, what I heard is either you go to college and become a nurse or you get married and become a good army wife. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so just a lot of times, I bet if I asked my children, they left my house with some perception that they had to go be this thing. And so when they don't go do that thing, because many times we don't do the thing that we quote, think we were supposed to, mm-hmm. and we're not in our parents' brains. We don't know what they're thinking. And so a lot of the strife and the angst is thoughts that mm-hmm. may or may not be facts. Right. It's just, and again, and then this ties back to why you need a MOOC group because you can go, wow, my kid is making this decision. Did I fail? Mm-hmm. How could I be better? Maybe should I write them a letter? And, and your buddies can be like, no, you should just watch this play out. You should just mm-hmm. listen when they call and, and be thankful when they call. You know, uh, my husband always, when he goes to see his mom and she loves and misses him and inevitably we could go every day. And at the end of the day, she's like, why don't I see you more? And that just gets under his skin. And his mom, how much more can I see you? I have to go to work. I have a family. It just be you. Right. And I'm not slamming her. It's mm-hmm. it, what I'm trying to say is, and all of us, we have to say, take what they give and be grateful mm-hmm. and listen. And then again, that kind of comes though to boundaries. Sometimes you do have kids that come home and want to get what they can get. And so it's a discernment between, okay, where's my helping hand? And where's my, nope, you are on your own. And this is your walk and I can't walk it for you. And to walk it for you is doing you a disservice. Yes, absolutely. And that is that's, oh, I'm so glad you brought that up, Vicki, about the boundaries, because that is also a very difficult discernment process of what boundary am I going to create? And what's the purpose of the boundary? Is it to protect my emotional well-being? Is it to protect my physical being? If you've got a kid, and trust me, ladies, I'm not throwing stones at anyone because I have many friends who I have had to walk with whose family members, who children because trapped in addiction. Yes, exactly. Of one sort or another. And that is a very hard road. Very heartbreaking. um, To to be as a mother of watching your children make the choices, knowing some of the consequences and wanting the best for them. And that's really where the desire of trying to give them the counsel, trying to give, but sometimes sometimes it comes off as nagging. Sometimes it comes off as judgmental. Sometimes it comes off Mm -hmm. as whatever. Our podcast is to reach women. And as Catholic women, what I wish the message my children could hear, and I believe I can speak for most all of us, these children are so wanted and so loved. I, I mean, we would, the end of the earth is we would go farther than that to walk their walk, but that is not our job. But sometimes in human frailty and brokenness, we don't hear that. My mom feels like that for me, but when I look at my mom, I don't see that. I don't. And and so that's something as children, if you've got a mom out there, I promise she loves you to the end of the earth. She may not be able to give you what you thought in your childhood. And then that's a lot of things we have to accept when the grown kids leave, they they do go out there and there are needs of theirs that needed to be met that we did not meet for whatever reason. But it was never from a place of maliciousness of, no, I refuse to do this. So it's it's a lot to work through. It a lot of times, unfortunately, what I'm coming to discover, and which is one of the reasons why I chose to become a certified Catholic mindset coach, was the fact that we are wounded. And it's yeah. something that I'm always saying is that we can't give what we don't have. 
Yeah. And and especially this period of womanhood, this winter time of womanhood, the late 50s to, to 90, mm-hmm. think about what we had to grow up with. I, I have mm-hmm. a friend who is sharing with me about the importance of this stage in life. If you think about historically, culturally, this is the generation that may have been like the first generation whose parents became divorced. Um, This is the generation of women who might have grown up as latchkey kids because their mothers chose to go out and work from the home, or they may have been single mothers. Mm -hmm. Um, This Mm -hmm. whole phenomena of single motherhood. While we've always had single mothers, I don't think it has been as prevalent as the late 60s. And so mm-hmm. that's part of it is that we, we women, we mothers are wounded in our own self and we're doing the best we can to mother. And sometimes it's easy to mother the children, the little ones. Did they get their diapers? Right. They're fed. As they say, little kids, little problems, big kids, big problems. Yeah. Yes, yes, exactly. And, and so that's, it. but it also gives us that opportunity, right? Is that Sometimes when our children are making the choices that they made, like we've made our own mistakes. We've made our own poor choices. My supposition is everyone is broken because everyone has original sin and everyone is a sinner. So everyone has that capability. Like I heard a priest say the other day that the only reason why we do not commit the most heinous sin of all times is because God has given us the grace not to commit that sin. But if he mm-hmm. removed his grace, we would all be capable mm-hmm. of everything. And when you think about that, then there seems to be, for me, there seems to be a little bit more mercy in Absolutely. the choices of others. It and then happens. also, yeah. just like I said, it just also, I think it's, how do I say this? Experiencing that when I was in my young 20s and 30s, it was like a shock of, you've done this. But now I've met more and I'm like, yeah, don't tell me a sin that, you know, or it's one of the things that I tell my fertility clients, tell me anything, like nothing's off the table. You can talk about anything because it's nothing that I haven't heard. It's like the priest who's been in uh, the priesthood for maybe half a minute and have heard like one Saturday worth of confessions. There's nothing under the sun that you could tell me in the confessional that is going to shock me because I've heard every possible sin. It, it's just garbage. It's not it, It's not really newsworthy. That's not really where the exciting part is. The exciting part is the grace. And that's where it's fun to watch our adult children. Like I exactly. said, going yeah, back to sure. my 30-something and watching her, while maybe she made different choices in her young teen and 20s and maybe even early 30s, her coming of her own adulthood, that mid thirties is, that is an exciting thing. And then of course, supporting our children who get married and having children of their own, right? That grandmother, you're mm-hmm. a grandmother, I'm not met yet. Talk to us about that transition as an older woman. How did that, how is oh, that? It's it's so surprising. It's, it's just beautiful to see your children be a parent is, and how much to see it's uh, my second oldest son and his wife have a child and one on the way. And then my husband's oldest daughter just had her baby and her husband just welcomed a little baby, just three weeks old. And just to see the mother's just unending love for their babies and the father's protective of the mother and the children to watch that and know that you had something to do with that. Yeah. 
And, and to know that, and just, I guess it helps give yourself some grace because as a, you're one step removed from their nuclear family. So you can see their passion, but you can also see their mistakes and you can say, wow, gosh, and it's not for lack of trying. And I, and I just think this human journey is yes, without grace. We, I say all the time in my job as a labor and delivery nurse, by the grace of God, I mean, everyone's like, oh, we've been amazing. It, it truly, I am very aware every day and before every shift, I give the glory to God and pray that everything goes smoothly and everybody is where they're supposed to be to give these parents a best foot forward from their birth mm-hmm. experience. Mm-hmm. But tying back to releasing them and supporting them, it just goes hand in hand. And as if you have many with a big age span, by the time the youngest actually does fly, fly away, you're probably be a little better at it and a little more less fearful because then you'll see that your kids do come back around. It's scary that maybe what if they don't come back around? And some of us ladies out there, you're right, are experiencing they don't come back around. And and there are some mistakes as parents that we make that maybe in our lifetime we won't see resolution. And that's a hard pill to swallow. I have some discord right now with some of my children and I get frustrated and I get saddened. But honestly, that's the Lord's work, not my work. Yeah, that's and, um, true. And yeah. I have bad days. Hey, here we are on a podcast. We're going to, we're not going to, this isn't a coaching session. So I'm not going <laughs> to drag everybody down with the deep feelings in that. If you are going through a struggling time, know that there's, still, it's, it's still okay for you to be happy. It's still okay for you to honor the, the, your successes. And it's okay to forgive yourself for your mistakes. Yes. And yes. I know because that in God, your first podcast, yeah, that really touched me. The fact that you reminded us. It doesn't matter the sin. The only sin God can't forgive is the one you don't bring to him. And I just had a breakthrough when I heard that from you because, wow, that's that just gives you room to forgive yourself. Yeah, because first of all, God forgives us. That is the mystery of Christianity, really, is yeah. that God first loved us. St. Paul says, while we were still sinners, God loved us. And therefore, we have to love others. It's mm-hmm. not that we have to, it's just that is our calling because it's that parable of the of the servant who our Lord says, he the master calls him in and he has a huge debt and he's going to sell off his family. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and the guy's like, please, please, please. And he goes, okay, I'm going to wipe off all your debt. And then he walks out and there's another servant who owes him a lesser thing. And he's like, please, yeah. please, I'll get it back to you. And he says, no, you're going to go to jail. And the rest of the servants are distraught. So they go to the king and say, hey, this is what happened. And he goes, you evil and wicked servant. I forgave you for all of this. And you're not willing to forgive someone else this tiny Mm -hmm. thing. I love that parable because it brings up my potentiality of judging and condemning, which Mm -hmm. that is not my job. My job is to love like Christ loved. And that is the hardest part. And that's the hardest part with our children is to love as Christ's love, whether they make the choices that we think that they should make or whether they've made choices and then there's consequences that both them and us regret and yet how to help them through those. Absolutely. So, this has been a good podcast. I knew this was going to be awesome between the two of us. Yes. <laughs> Not to brag or anything, but I'm just giving glory to God that this was a right Amen. decision and that he really sh- shared with us last summer of coming together and just really being able to minister again with ladies, Catholic divas, we're just here to support you and we're going through it ourselves. And mainly the mission is to remind you that you're not alone. God loves you for you. You're beautiful and you're unique and you're unrepeatable. And we're here to support you in any way that we can. Absolutely. 
yes, we are walking this journey together and your joys are our joys and your sorrows are our sorrows. Keep coming back. And as we walk this journey, and again, I just want to touch on since we're in the winter season, that winter is beautiful and all things good must come to an end. You Even you have that great weekend picnic or whatever, and like the best day ever that you're just like, oh, this can go on and on. It can't, but you can always have that memory and have that joy and have that to hang on to when it's the future is exactly as you planned and reinforcing again, the light at our feet. We really are only promised this moment. Mm-hmm. Right. So be grateful in every day and mm-hmm. just watch it play out and be grateful for every day we get to watch it play out. There are motherless children out there and motherless adult children out there and they walk a walk that is is harder. Right. And God delights in each and every one of us and he wants to be Absolutely. with us on that path as well. So yes. that's great. So why don't we close out with St. Yes. Paul's blessing from Ephesians. Again, this is Ephesians 3, 14 through 19. So in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that he may grant you in accord with the riches of his glory to be strengthened with power through his spirit in the inner self, and that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you rooted and grounded in love may have strength to comprehend with all the holy ones what is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, so that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Amen. 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 Till next week, Catholic Divas, we will see you. Hey, Catholic Divas, if you enjoyed this episode, Please go ahead and download it, like, subscribe, review, share. We just like you to be a part of our community. Thanks for listening. See you next time.